Welcome back. Welcome back to Bop or Flop. We're here. Uh, it's me. And, and Aaron. Uh, me being Simon. You know that, though. Yeah, this you? is we're four episodes in. This is we're all just company. Good company here we're now. Ju- we're already <laughs> fast friends. It's know? I mean, friendship circles, the whole thing. We're sharing one mic. We know how to do this now. Mm-hmm. It's very close and intimate. Yeah, I'm feeling very sensual. I can feel the love tonight. Mm. It's blossoming. Yes, yes. Uh, so, Simon, uh, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to ask, how's your week been? You know, Aaron, it's been pretty good. Thank you for asking. We had a lot of really good music come out this week. We were truly blessed. And honestly, um, we were trying something brand new this week. We're reviewing the episode, or reviewing an album the same day it comes out. Which, when there's tons of good music that also comes out on the same Friday that you want to give some time to, it made it hard to to prioritize. Um, hard to stay focused, I'll tell you. That <laughs> much. Um, so, you had a good week, though. I did. Yeah. How about you? Um, so I had I had a pretty good week. Um, the best news of the week was actually um, in regards to something that happened to producer PJ. Um, she uh, has been in and out of the vet nonstop oh um, since I've I've been able to have my gotcha moment with her when she came out of my womb. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has had Giardia, which is like a, a parasite diarrhea thing for the past like oh. two and a half weeks. Yeah. Finally, too. she got her test back uh, yesterday and she uh, tested negative for Giardia, which meant that she got to go back to daycare today. What a coincidence I did too. Oh, <laughs> I went back to daycare today myself. Was was Celia uh, a little bit too mean to you again? Yeah, she's a straight up bitch. Ugh, sucks. Um, oh, but you know what else happened this week, Aaron? What? Bob or Flop is now on Spotify. That's right. That's right. Oh, so for like the three people that listen via Spotify. I am one of them. <laughs> yes. Well, there, there's a small handful and like literally maybe 3% of the total listeners were from Spotify. You know what? When you're poor, you'll take what you can get. Okay. Well, let me tell you how to save on Apple Music. I'll, I'll, I'll try and post some, <laughs> some helpful tips as one of the pictures or something. I don't know. Because it, it's actually, I think you can actually get a better deal on Apple, on Apple Music than you can on Spotify. Say that to my family plan. I'm on $33 a year. Mm, how about that? How about that? Okay. Um, so we have a lot to get into with this album because I, I think both of us and our special guest are all huge fans of this artist and they mm. just released a new album, Imploding the Mirage. Yes. And of course we're referring to The Killers. The killers. Uh, Simon, do you uh, want to let the listeners know who um, we picked to join us for this fine episode? Absolutely, I would love that. Thank you so much. Today we have joining us our dear friend, Noah Barth, who, I mean, can you get a bigger fan of the Killers? Uh, so I've known uh, Noah was a, a Killers fan going or for, for like years. Since I've known Noah, it was one of the things I knew yeah. about him. Mm-hmm. And we had conversations after we asked him and, he, and we tried to like one-up each other and it was like, who has the most pictures oh. with the band? And... And he beat us. Um, Noah, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I am... Let me introduce you to the featherweight queen. Oh. Oh. Skinny legend. (laughs) Instantly referencing the album. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is her. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I'm 
obviously super excited. Um, yeah, I've loved this band for quite some time, and so getting to talk about it is... Noah, walk us through how you uh, discovered The Killers and kind of what your journey has been on, you've been through since the beginning. Yeah, um, so there was a point in my teenage life where I was like, okay, I really like music. I think there was like that moment where like you don't care about music that much and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you like do. Yeah. And I was like trying to find new music and my family and I, we were sitting at like this barbecue restaurant and they were <laughs> playing music videos. <laughs> and I remember seeing this music video that I was like, oh, that's a really interesting music video. And at the end of it, it showed the title and it was um, The World We Live In. From the Day and Age album. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So you were actually a little bit of a late bloomer. Late bloomer. Late oh. bloomer with the killers. And then, so I went home and got on iTunes and, like, God, downloaded iTunes. this entire that? album, or bought this entire album, because I was back when I had, like, an iPod. Um, and you had money, honey, to buy three albums? No, well, so I bought them over time. <laughs> oh, so you were, like, a single yeah. buyer? You yeah. bought, like, one, one at a time? Yeah, sure. I bought Day and Age first. So this is, like, the album that I come into knowing the killers. Um, they had just finished that album so they had just toured with it um, and so that's when I came into liking the Killers and then after I had listened to all their previous albums um, Sawdust Hot Fuzz Sam's Town I realized I had heard Mr. Brightside on the radio before of course obviously I had one of those little shower radios that you like hooked in the bathroom And I remember Mr. Brightside coming on, and my mother was like, you need to turn that off, because (gasps) I don't like the lyrics, because it was like... (laughs) She's taking a drag. Yeah, and like, he takes off her dress now. Oh, yeah. And she... He's just being helpful. He's a nice guy. No. She couldn't get that top button undone. So retroactively, I remembered my first moment with the Killers was on my shower radio when I was like ten years old. I thought you said it was at the the Slather Me Daddy barbecue restaurant. Well, that's the first time I like. That's when I like knew who the Killers were. But then oh. retroactively, I had remembered hearing yes. Mr. Brightside and my mother telling me to turn it off at one point in my life. Yeah. So. so my mom never told me to turn things off, um, but I was definitely with you on. The, I didn't have a shower radio, but I put I had like this like thirty dollar wireless speaker. And I turned it up to full volume and like, I just, I didn't understand that like sound travels through walls. And so I would be like belting good morning Baltimore in the morning at like 6am. Um, yeah. <laughs> and thank, thank, thank you to my mom and dad because they never came down. We're like, Aaron, that's a little too loud. They just went with it. Did they have a problem with the lyrics? Um, they actually did the, um, the, the flasher, flasher who lives next door. door. Yes, <laughs> Turn that off. I don't want to hear about that. I know it's 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 risque, but I did have I did have my parents um, take away my Family Guy season three DVDs because they they thought that was a little too inappropriate. They play quite fast and loose with the jokes on that one. Little did they know, I just watched it downstairs with no sound in the subtitles on. That'll show them. Reading is fundamental. It is. Uh, Yeah, I've been with the Killers since Hot Fuss. Uh, I'm. Lucky in that I have four older sisters who have all kind of put their stamp on me uh, in terms of musical influence in one way or another. So shout out Rachel. She was big into the alt indie rock back Mm -hmm. in the day. So I was there with the Killers right when uh, we heard Mr. Brightside and uh, somebody told me, you know, those those songs. Oh, they were they were classic anthems. Classique. Okay, so I feel like I've mentioned the story before where I was saying that like a long time ago I was not interested in music 
Yes. Uh, like, music wasn't for me. Um, Very edgy. So edgy. And so in seventh grade, uh, I listened to the American Idiot album that everyone was listening to. And I remember going home being like, I think I like music now. So I turned on like VH1 or MTV or whatever. And I saw the Mr. Brightside music video. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to make Killers cool. And so like the and Killers. did, single-handedly. What, what I would say is like the Killers was like the first band that I felt like was my band. And I remember like, I'm not a soul or I've got a soul, but I'm not a soldier. And like these days I'm like, I'm not sure it's like either or it could be both. But um, I was like, that's so meaningful. And I really get that. And it spoke to me. Absolutely. Um, and so like the Killers was also going off of Noah a little bit in terms of like how much he got into the Killers. Um, the Killers was like the first like band that I signed up for the fan club for. I was actually a part of mm-hmm. the Victims. Were either of you guys part of the Victims? Oh, absolutely. Um, part of the Victims. <laughs> now I was a cool kid. So around the time when I came out, a friend told me that I would enjoy Tumblr. And this was back in like Tumblr's like heyday. Oh, the golden era. Porn was still on Tumblr. It was amazing. Um, And I became so involved with the victims on Tumblr to the point where like I didn't have any real life friends (laughs) at one point in time. And they were all online. And so it was like all these Killers fans. And like we all like were bound together by our love for the killers but we didn't like talk about the killers all the time but we would be like yeah we would like be up late at night for like like the entire summer I was like staying up until 4am like video chatting with like seven people just like about things and we would like shoot the shit and like talk about like killers fan fiction and I just fan fiction fan fiction oh Oh my gosh I know I distinctly remember uh reading one that involved Nutella and Ronnie and Brandon and that's like I never had Nutella before and I was like (laughs) Mom, next time you go to the store, can you get some Nutella? And that's uh, how I first tried Nutella was because of Killers. So it was like your own like call me by your name moment with a peach, but instead with Nutella. I, I except <laughs> I didn't do that with the Nutella. Oh. I simply just ate it with my fingers in bed. Well, that could I be mean, sexy. close. I mean, close it enough. Was pretty that sexy. Could, that could be sexy. Can I just like have a quick shout out to Tumblr where it was like you were aroused in one moment and then just like you went one post down and you were like laughing your ass off and it was just like this back and forth balance. Mm. Absolutely, God. you don't get that these days. I mean, Twitter. I mean, Twitter exists, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> you won't find us on Twitter. We can only handle one social media for now. And I, um, I can't even tag things correctly, so you know it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, well. So, in a change of pace, do we want to get started with the album? I would love to dive right in. Uh, Noah, do you want to go first with your top pop? My top pop. Yeah, I can start. So, I um, tweeted this earlier today that... um, I tweeted this earlier today that um, my top bop was Lightning Field. And I was really excited um, with the feminine voice of Katie Lang being on it. I will also, though, say that I think it's now tied with another one. But you're only choosing one. Then we're I'm going only to listen to it. You have to choose one. Yeah, so Lightning Field would be my top. Pop. Okay. Uh, Aaron, should we take a listen? Let's take a listen. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. Wow. What a good song. 
I just have like energy pulsing through me. I do too. What there was quite a build, and it just kept coming and coming. And then you were like, "Can we go any higher?" And Katie Lang came and in. Yes, and Katie <laughs> Lang came in, and you're like, "Oh wow!" Um, and it sounds cliche because of the name Lightning Fields, but I feel like electricity, Ooh. like it's just shooting from this song. It is. It I I can picture myself. Giant arena, killers on stage, my top comes off, my bra's unclasped <laughs> and on the stage, and I'm screaming, spring break, you know? Uh, spring, uh, this is spring. Yeah. You know, I can, I, spring I, 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 I yeah. can see that. I feel like this is like, to me, this is the, the what's the movie where the guy holds the, the boom box? Absolutely. It, um, uh, John Cusack? Yeah, what's the movie? What's the movie? Uh, What's the movie? I'm Not the too, person. I'm too young. I'm 17. Um, well, whatever. Seven, uh, 17, 16 candles? I don't know. No. We're, we're too young. Uh, but, like, yeah. imagine that, but with, like, rain, and he ran across town to, like, mm-hmm, press mm-hmm. his face to hers. Uh, it's a... It's a um, theirs. We don't theirs. know. I think, I think because... I think, it, I think he probably does use pronouns, doesn't he? Like, oh. I mean, like, he uses pronouns, like, in... Does he use them in this this, this song? I no, don't know. No, Oh. I, okay, well, I... I th- missed that one. What I... Um, Noah, tell us more about why you like this song before we, like... <laughs> we're just gabbing all three of us. Um, we can get out the formula. So, first and foremost, it, like, I went... I was curious. I went back and looked at all of the Killers LPs to see if they have any other collabs. And there's only one other collab that happens within the killer's discography and it's on Sawdust with Lou Reed mm-hmm. for oh. Tranquilize. Oh, Great that's choice. such a good song. So, it's, good. so like, I was like, oh, this is huge. This is the first time since then that we've had a collaboration. Not only that, but now it's a woman. And mm-hmm. so we have this like dose of female energy that we've never actually really had with the killers. I think we've always had like female characters in killer songs but we have now like a female voice and it's really a nice change to hear that. Um, but also it's just like, there's something, the killers are always really great at lyrics. Like they're all, they always feel like poetry, but there's something about this really simple catchy one that I think is just, I don't know, speaking to my heart. It's also like a very, yeah, like a classic rock love song almost mm-hmm. that you would get from this like eighties, nineties movie. So fun fact, just I um, I somehow did not have meetings from eight to, to five like I normally do. So I spent a little bit of time doing some Googling and doing some research. You? Me, research. finally, Mr. Research over here. Um, wow. I, what I read up about was the fact that because, uh, FYI, two of the four people in the band really didn't participate in this album, it opened up Ronnie and um, Brandon the chance to be able to do a lot more collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we are seeing, um, there's actually I think two features on this album, right? Um, and there's tons of, um, they, they do a ton of uh, like producers that come on that mm-hmm. like Lindsay Buckingham did a song. And it's... Uh, yeah, caution. Yeah. And, and who's Lindsay Buckingham? Guitarist for Fleetwood Mac. Wow. What, wait, you didn't note that? No, I don't oh my know that. God. Like he's like the second most like or, famous member after I, Stevie. Or did I know that? Oh, and I was opening it up for <laughs> opening it up. Listeners. No, yeah. So you're right. I did. I was reading about this too, and um, 
I knew the last album on Wonderful Wonderful, Dave and um, Mark both took a step back. Both of them were citing sort of creative frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark wanted to do some of his own stuff, and he ended up doing a solo album. Um, It's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, this is unheard of, right? Brandon did a solo album. Ronnie did a... Not a solo album, but did an album with a different band called Big Talk. Which was... Kind of. It was better better than... Big Talk was pretty good. I actually just listened to their albums the other night, too, to... To get prepared. To to get prepared. But then... um, um, Mark was also, he didn't tour, but he helped, help them create wonderful, wonderful. My impression is that Dave didn't help record wonderful, wonderful or imploding the mirage and also has not toured. Mm. Um, they haven't removed him from the band. They just call him an inactive member right now. Yeah. So really there's like two core members that are doing any of the work right now. So this is where I'm a little confused. I'm not quite sure if, um, if Mark participated in this album or not because he's on the merch for this album he did not okay um so if you look at all of this the songwriting he's not on any of it and like from what i was reading uh, it was pretty much just the two-man job well so i would like to know a little bit more about that because all of this like discussion is happening around dave about whether or not he's still in the band but they're not really talking about what Mark is doing too much, and they only sought out guest guitarists. They didn't seek out any guest bassists. Hmm. But there was, there are some songs with like a, a good bass. Yeah. Um, so um, I really do appreciate this song because I'm like, what fa- final thought for me would be that uh, I really appreciated the story. Like this is one of the the songs. There's one other song in the album that I really feel like has a, a good story arc, but like the way that it builds and builds and builds and it's him continually kind of saying like, I will go into a lightning field to show you how much I love you. And then she comes back. That's when she comes in. It's finally the girl's perspective in its relationship. And she's coming in and, and saying, I love you just as much. You don't need to show it to me. Like we both love each other that much and we could stand here together. Um, I this is not my top bop, but I did uh, I do like the song. Yeah, definitely top three for me as well. And one thing that I would add to, um, in terms of just like what a solid collaboration choice it was, was I do love her voice that she brought to it, and paired with um, the piano on this song, so good. It and it does add another. It like softens their sound a little bit, which mm-hmm. I think was just so smart in terms of you know, um, the big picture of the whole album. really loved this one. So Simon, do you want to kick us off with your um, top pop? Yes, I would love to. Uh, so I, I went back and forth between this and a couple other songs, but ultimately I went with Fire and Bone. You went with Fire and Bone. Okay, um, we will listen to it really quick and then we'll have a, a talk. Well, we just took a quick little listen to my top bop, Fire and Bone. And let me just paint a picture for you, dear listener. The moment I spoke my top bop, there was an energy shift in the room, Mama. Oof. Energy shift. Uh, Did it feel like a good energy shift? No. I felt like, okay, so we're about to listen to this song. We're going to come back, and then I'm going to get red to filth and have to defend my top op. He felt 86, wrung out, let down. Yeah, you could say. 
Can can I? Does anyone does anyone know what I felt eighty six means? No. Yes. Oh, what does it mean? Um, when you're eighty six from a club, you are like not allowed to come back anymore. Oh. You're like kicked out. You're banned from the club. These are like wow. references I don't get. But also, I think in a different setting, like eighty six can mean like you're killed or you're dead. Ha- like, have you ever been eighty six from a club? No, I've not been. Simon. Um, you might recall when I worked at Deja Vu, remember? Oh, I referenced yeah. this, uh, don't remember which episode, but yeah, I was 86 after, you know, one, two, three, four fist fights. Uh, was, was it, uh, who were you was it up the rear or what kind Deja of fist fight was it? Yeah. You know, ex-lovers bring in new trade. <laughs> uh, love that. Um, so Simon, wh- bring us back to the song. Why did yeah. you like it? So for me, I really enjoyed this one because it felt like a quick detour in the album where they tried something that was very experimental but still felt cohesive with the album. And for me, I loved the funky bass line that drove that beat throughout, loved it so much. I, I, it really was a vibe and a feeling for me more than like a lyrical masterpiece or anything like that. I will say, but sometimes I can get down with something that's just a vibe, and I really enjoyed that one. So I can get there with with everything you just said. Sure. Um, sure. I literally in my notes is like, "Ooh, there's the bass." Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, in terms of the lyrics, all I could think like when I I was trying to be like, what is, like, you keep saying fire and bone, but what do you mean? Like, for me, in, in my head, and maybe Noah has something to say about it. He knows everything. Um, to me, all I'm, pict- I'm picturing, like, I don't know why I'm picturing this, probably because we were talking about the barbecue uh, restaurant earlier, but like, mm. I just picture like ribs on the grill. Also, restaurant was called Smoky Bones. <laughs> I knew it. So famous Dave's, if you're looking for a... Uh, um, some spokes people, we can be it for it, or even Smoky Bones. Yeah, Smoky Bones. Smoky Bones. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio, lots of gays worked there. Love it. No. Um, check it out once COVID's gone. Noah, what was your um, your reaction to the song? Um, I have to be honest, and this okay. was my flop for the album. It, oh my God. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't on my top list, that's for sure. Okay, well. Um, although I will say, listening it to the Listening to it this time, sort of separate from the rest of the album, and really trying very hard to appreciate it, yeah. mm-hmm. I had to question, in the first, like, ten seconds, I was like, oh, did I make the wrong choice? Because you're right, that bass, that funkiness uh, is so compelling. Yes. I think if it were just instrumentals, I would absolutely love it. Okay. And yeah. uh, I think, like, I have... I can't wait until we get to like talking about the entire album, if whether we give the entire album a good rating, because there's a lot of like things I want to say um, that we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyone else have any final thoughts about this? You know, I, I'm just gonna say I stand by my my a top bop. I do. Uh, will it change the next two three weeks? Because you know this is the first review we're doing day of. So and who knows how it's gonna be you know, as time goes on. But for now, I stand by it. Okay. And you can catch me wiggling and jiggling in my room for the future, the near future to that one, you know. All right, so, uh, no, you've done yours. I've 
certainly done mine. And uh, Aaron, I guess that leaves you. What was your top bop? Um, so this song actually came out. Uh, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the lead single. I was debating doing the lead single, but this song, like, I don't. It it just does some things for me. The song is called "My Own Soul's Warning." Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Such a good song. I can't wait for you guys to listen, so we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, so we just listened to My Own Soul's Warning, and what I want to also paint a picture for you is um, on the almost the yin to the yang of reactions. Um, when I announced <laughs> the song, the reaction was like this high energy. Um, both, there was not a, not a frown to be seen. There were smiles everywhere. So I'm curious, was this either of you guys' biggest flops? Well, first of all, Aaron, would you just say that I support you more than you support me? Is that accurate? Um, I, maybe. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to when it, when it comes When it comes to this right now in this moment, yes. Well, I'll say no, this is definitely not on my flop list. I thought it was the perfect introduction for the album. Oh, I have to agree, perfect introduction. It just, I think, like, so the reason why I chose this song is exactly why both, like, it really does, when this song comes on and you are starting your album, you're like, damn, this album is going to be so good. This brings me right back to, like, some of the peak killers moments. Like, I think Shot at the Night, I think Miss Atomic Bomb, like, ugh. Of all their discography, those are your two moments? No, they, to me, I think that that's when they were so confident in their sound, and both Mm -hmm. of the... But I, they they never came out on albums. They were only on like the the direct hits or whatever it's called. Sure. But like both those songs, I think are in the, my top five. Both of them are. Okay. Anywho, this um and the other thing that kind of so this song came out before the album came out, and um the Killers put out uh, a random CD running mix that was all Killer songs just to promote their Run for Cover song. And uh, this song was on it. And I have to tell you that this song, the, when it, its build that, ha- that happens after that first verse is just incredible. Mm. And like, it just, mm. it gives me the, the lightning jolts that, that you were talking about, Noah, earlier. Um, I, can, I can't get enough about it. The song, the lyrics to me are all about how like, oops, I should have trusted my gut. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever um, trusted your gut? I'm kidding. We don't need to talk about that. I will say I did go to a psychic about three years ago just to try it. I like to try new things. She did say accurately that I would start to have premonitions, and I have ever since. Yeah. Oh. I think so. Um, I think one of the things that, that trusting my gut reminds me of is like those, those rare moments where I'm like, maybe I should bottom tonight. And yeah. uh, sometimes I should have trusted my gut. So literally trusting, <laughs> trusting your gut. Um, um, Noah, what did you think about this song? Okay, so I absolutely loved the song. In fact, it was in my running to be my top bop. I, but I wanted to choose something that wasn't a single because I, I feel like there's usually the assumption, the assumption that singles should be bops. Mm. Um, we'll just set that aside for yeah. now. But... I almost wish they hadn't released it as a single because in the past, the songs like Flesh and Bone and Wonderful, Wonderful that have opened up the two most recent albums before this one do this really good job of like creating this sort of like 
cavernous feeling, this sort of like echoey but open like desert feel that the killers sort of like are so good at. And I Mm -hmm. think this does that exact same thing where it just feels so open and you feel like, like the album artwork, it's almost like you feel like you, it makes you feel like you're in their album artwork for sure. And so it, I almost wish that like I was laying in bed at night as it was released at midnight, hearing that opening for the very first time. That would have, that would have been the moment. I don't know if I would have been able to process that. That happened with me with Flesh and Bone on the Battleborn album when I was like laying in bed and it was downloading straight to my iPod as soon as it came out. And I had that sensation of feeling like, holy shit, I'm having an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that takes away from the song at all. I just wish it almost would have been a surprise because of how freaking good it is. Yeah. yeah um, what I want to add, just um, two things quick. Little known fact about this album, too, is they they wanted to be able to have this album have a very cohesive feel throughout. And so they actually had the album artwork in the studio, and they tried to have that be their North Star of mm-hmm. all of their songs. And so when you're talking about, like, the lightning fields, or there's even a song about, like, these two people, like, can we be one, and we're going to, like... That's the, the yeah. album artwork is the, these two cloud figures clouds can get together and like become one. And so it's, it's interesting to me that they, that was like one of the strategies they took for writing this album. It's, I've never heard of someone using the album artwork for that purpose. Um, but what I do want to take a quick, um, break and talk about is what Noah was mentioning earlier about singles being considered like they're automatically considered the bops or like, um, one of the things that I feel like I always struggled with, especially like the past couple years, is when you uh, when all these singles come out before the album does, and then the album comes out, you almost feel if you're like a fan of the band, you have to pick the song that isn't a single that is the best one versus what the single is that the best is the best one. And I think with Chromatica, some shift has happened in me where I can now get to the point where I'm like. No, I can I can have a favorite song that's a single because Chromatica like Rain on Me nothing beats Rain on Me uh, on Chromatica for me um, and so like uh, my own soul's warning is the same thing for me it's gonna be probably the song I'm gonna want to listen to to most on this album. Mm. Yeah, I would also say it's got like one of like a quintessential like Killers lyric in it that just absolutely hooked me so much. It was. If you could see through the banner of the sun, like eternity's eyes, like a vision reaching down to you, would you turn away? And I have to say, it ripped my soul right out of my body. Oh God, this that was that was definitely a lyric that uh, I I didn't I didn't pay as much attention to. But now that you're actually reciting it, I'm like, dang, that's actually kind of clever. Iconic. Almost Taylor Swift level level clever. That's no, not. Let's not go back to That's folklore for the there. fourth episode. We're shutting that down. I can't <laughs> talk about her anymore. It's too much. Speaking of flops. <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about it. Should we maybe move on to our biggest flops? Yes, please. So Noah, you already mm-hmm. mentioned that your biggest flop was Simon's biggest bop, or top bop. Which I've accepted. I'm okay with that. Um, Simon, yeah. I guess we can maybe start with you. What is your biggest flop? Um, so for me... It's not that I hate this song. It's just that it was a low point for me in the album, and I probably would skip it if I listened to the album again. 
So I nominated, literally blacked out and forgot what it was called, Blowback. Ah! Um, Let's take a listen, shall we? Let's take a listen. Okay, well, we just listened to to Blowback. And before we begin, I also Mm. just want to say, Simon, we had the same song as our biggest Mm. flop. Yes. <laughs> Look at us in sync. Okay. Oh my god. Mm. So, um, mm. should we maybe start with the positives if there are any? Noah, do you want to tell us what your thoughts are on the song? You know, I will say that it's not even close to the bottom of the list for me. Um, I would say it's like middle ground. Okay. It's in the middle. Like, so it's not a flop for me at all. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I can understand maybe why it would be. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He's open to it. I'm open to it, and so, I always feel yeah. like. Hmm. What else are you up into, Noah? Oh, oh. <laughs> things get crazy here after. A I'm open time. to a lot. Oh. oh, oh, out of nowhere, his voice gets so much louder. <laughs> you know, I. I feel like Brandon is really good about telling stories about like women that he really like is inspired by specifically his wife. And I feel like he's written about her a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the album before this was all about sort of her trauma and living in Las Vegas and the things that were dug up for her there. And this album is sort of a, the opposite to that. It's, sort of what comes after you're freed from that trauma and Utah. you're ch- and yeah and you're they moved ch- to Utah. They moved to Utah. <laughs> they recorded the album in LA. Um but <laughs> they moved to Utah away from Las Vegas and so I and this is all to say I feel like he's really good about telling stories about women that he's inspired by mm-hmm. with his lyrics and I feel like this is that song like I feel like this is that I feel like this is the misatomic bomb of this album. Um it may not have the same bop quality, but in terms of like lyrics and like who it's for, I feel like it's it's up there for me. Okay, okay so now read it to filth. Um, <laughs> I, after such a high of my own soul's warning, this sang- song came on and I was like, oh, well, um, I guess we're here. This oh. is, I thought it was, I thought I was like, this is no matter what, this is gonna be like shoe in for a bop of an album, but Blowback um, made me go, maybe I should like be a little bit more um, critical of one of my favorite bands. Um, mm. I Noah was mentioning a tiny bit that the Blowback might have like a sexual reference. I, I maybe, or maybe he didn't say that. I don't know. I, may, I think he just made that up. Absolutely not. I thought he said <laughs> like the, the sitting on a Tic Tac was a dick and I was like, well, well number one, Promo for Tic Tac in this song. Yeah. But number two, who are you sitting on? Those were two different lyrics, <laughs> my sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, <laughs> it's sitting on a secret and sucking on a Tic Tac. That's why Those he's here. Those are the lyrics. That's why he's here. <laughs> That's why Noah's here to keep us honest. Um, <laughs> what I would also just say with this song is like, I didn't really get like what the blowback was. Like, I. I don't know. This was a song that just like, it sounded like they just put words together and called it a song. I wasn't inspired enough to really even have that thought. Yeah. And if I didn't have as much time on my hands as I did today, I probably wouldn't have went into the lyrics and would have just been like, that song didn't feel like it had a whole lot of meaning. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is my biggest flop and I, it's definitely my biggest flop. 
I just, I don't want to listen to it again. See, I feel <laughs> like I don't fully understand the lyrics yet, but for me, it's like more of a puzzle than I feel like that they don't have if, meaning. If I can't get into the sound of it, I'm never going to want to go on that journey. I just, there's nothing interesting to me about like, I'm done. And like, I, I will say that like, you're, you're 100% right, Noah, that the killers, I feel like the way that they write lyrics I've got a soul, but I'm not a soldier. Are we human or are we spaceman? A lot of times you're like, dancer. Oh, are we human or are we dancer? Thank you. Yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a big fan, but like, oops. Uh, A lot of the times you're you're sitting there and you're like, that feels like it has like some deeper meaning, but I'm not quite sure what it is. But you don't tell anyone. You try and come up with some sort of like reason and rationale behind it. That's like, no, it actually means this. That's like when you see a movie that's supposed to be like, ooh, what was that? And then you go home and Wikipedia it so you feel like you know what you're talking about. So Noah, um, if you ever um, figure out what the blowback is, um, we will, we'll have to have you take over our Instagram story and, and tell everyone what the blowback is. Yeah. Because all this song did was be a blowback to the album. Oh, my God. Um, with that, should we maybe talk about the album as a whole? Um, or does I anyone have any else think, anything else they want to say about this song? I'll say that there are two other songs that I'm still working on getting into that I wouldn't necessarily classify as flops or bops. I think that because this is the first day that we've really listened to this, that I will get into them. And, oh, now I'm even forgetting the names of them. Running Towards a Place um, is one of those songs. And When the Dreams Run Dry is the other one of those songs. So I'm really, I'm trying to give those a chance because I'm not fully committed to them yet. But So if you had to choose between the two, which one is a, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Running Towards a Place. Running Towards yeah. a Place. Yeah. Do you, do you want us to go through that as your as your biggest flop? No, we don't have to do that. Okay. I think Fire and Bone is solidly my biggest flop. <laughs> that and that's 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 the tea here. I, so, I literally had a moment where I forgot that he had said that earlier, and I just went through the trauma all over again. It's not on my top list either. Well, that's fine. You know what? I'm I'm doing a 180. It's a smoky quick, bone. I'm doing a very quick 180, and I'm feeling very empowered. So I'm fine. Uh. Album as a whole, uh, maybe a quick little discussion, and then should we give it our, our full rating? Yeah, let's do it. Who wants to start? I'll just say very quickly, I really enjoyed this album. It's definitely on my vinyl wish list. I'll, I'll put the link on our story later. You know, just kidding. No, I will. Um, yeah, you can't put links on your story unless you have a... You'll learn, Simon. Simon's taking over I'm, our social... I'm interning for the social team, and I've made some mistakes, but I'm learning, <laughs> and I have a good attitude. Um, for me, I thought it was a really cohesive journey. I enjoyed the little twists and turns uh, with the individual songs that uh, were different and at times experimental, but as a whole fit into one story perfectly so I really enjoyed the album it's a bop it's a bop for me Noah what do you think um the album is definitely a bop for me one note I will make is that I wish that there were ballads on this album there are like they are all the songs are mid to high tempo songs yeah and historically my favorite killer songs have been the ballads like 
a Dustland fairy tale mm-hmm. or or Be Still. Be Still fully rips my mm. heart out. And I was yeah. really looking forward to one of those ballads on this album, and I just didn't get it. Didn't get it. Do you think we'll get a bonus track? No? Probably, maybe. Maybe. Very rarely. Mm, we'll Usually see. the bonus tracks are released with the album. We'll see. We'll with see. one exception, but... Um, so, no, you, this, this is a bot for you. This is a bot for me, definitely. Fabulous. So. What about you, Aaron? Um, for the probably the first time on this podcast, I'm giving an album a flop. Um, and I, what, I, what I want to preface this with Gag. is... Um, oh, holy God. My God. There are some songs on here, My Own Soul's Warning, Caution, that I would legitimately put on my top like killers songs of all time. It, I don't know what the list would need to be for them to be on it, but those two songs like really did me good and got me so, so, so excited for this album and so excited wow. for this episode. Um, but I think for me where, what, what kind of it turned out to be is the, the singles have all been bops. Like they are so, so, so good, but like, the rest of the album to me just didn't carry in that way. Um, FYI, um, Fire and Bone is a single, and that song was n- not good. But that's an opinion <laughs> that is wrong, and you're allowed to have it. What I what I will say about this album is um, I loved the like the mid to high tempo. I did love that, and I loved the instrumentals of the yes, song. So good of the songs where I just felt like it fell short is there wasn't a lot of lyrics for me to delve into or to really be like, I can relate to that because a lot of it ended up being as Noah was referring it to it, like these puzzles that I was like, I, I think you're probably trying to get somewhere here, but I'm just not following. Mm, sure. And so, um, day one, listening to this album, I'm going to go back. I'm going to listen to the singles. I'm not going to give the album a bop. It's going to mm. be a flat for me. Okay, that's fair. And uh, I will be curious to know, maybe in a month or two, if your opinion changes. I have enough music to listen to. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back. I'm going to go back to Samstown. I'm going to go back to Hot Fuzz. No, I I mean, yes, but I I think that this period marks a really important moment in Killer's history. I think that it's really marked by the collaborations, the feminine voices, the really, they really had to switch up directions on this album. Um, and I think it marks a period in their history that will, I don't know. Well, change our minds. You know what they say? Two out of three podcasters do recommend, do recommend imploding the mirage. And that's that on that. That's that on that. Should we move on to single obsession of the week? I'm very curious to know what yours is. Oh, um, I actually need to quickly grab this. Um, okay, so I found it. It is called Best Friend Song by Rozzy. Rozzy put out an album. She was she opened for Betty Who, I think, this last tour. Mm-hmm. And so I've been following her on, on social media. And the song came out earlier this week, but I just gave it a listen today. And I was at Trader Joe's um, buying some groceries. And I was listening to the lyrics, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of like the fun best friend song. It really is. And it kind of is very true to like how that kind of goes down. So I, if you guys are okay with it, I'd love to play it for you. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Okay, so we just listened to the song. Uh, the, the reason why I like this song so much is because uh, some of my closest friends, the lyrics just hit so real of like, 
if you say you want to take some mushrooms, I'd take them because I trust you. Like, yeah, yeah. there's there's that thing. Or, like, there have been so many, like, friends in my life where all we've wanted to do is get, like, a matching tattoo or get, like, the same tattoo. And I just, to me, even though, like, it's not super um, complex in lyrics or whatever else, it just was kind of, like, a feel-good song that, like, I probably will want to be sending to, like, some of my good friends, uh, especially as, like, these moments continue to arise where it's, like, Yep, that's very much what I what I want to do with my best friends. Mm. Um, Noah, what what is your um, single obsession of the week? Um, so outside of the Killers, which I've been listening to like nonstop all week, the Neon Trees also just had a new album come out in the past couple of weeks, and the song "Mess Me Up" by Neon Trees um, has messed me up. Oh, oh we are gonna have to give oh. that a listen. Yes, we will. Yes. Mm, mm. And Simon. So um, I think Noah will appreciate this one, seeing as, uh, fun fact, we're both fans of the Housewives, specifically New York, and our very own Countess Luann is featured on a new single. Is what? It, what? It's, what? So <laughs> I've never heard of this guy. It's Desmond Child featured Countess Luann, and it's called Viva La Diva. Now, I did watch a little bit of the music video today earlier. It was sent to me by my sister, Stephanie. Thank you. I mean, I almost missed this release with all of the good music out today. But there's a lot of acting um, put on in this by Countess Luann, which she's a natural at. Picture, like, I'm being chased by a camera down a hallway, and every, every couple of seconds I look back. Very demure-like and elegant. And so it's a lot of that. Do you think it was filmed during COVID? It must have. It must have been. So it must have. Like you can kind of tell the the COVID videos versus the non COVID videos. They're either yeah. animated or they're like, <laughs> wow, there's just one person in this whole thing. Yeah. No interaction here. But yeah, so uh, that was my single obsession of the week for sure. Well, this has been a really fun episode. It has been. I, this was exciting for me. But thank you so much for joining us, Noah. This was a blast, and you provided some. Hot topics and points. Yeah, your your killer's history was so good. So good. Thank you so much for being here, Noah. Yeah, any, thank you for any parting me. words. Um, stream imploding the mirage, obviously. And that's that on that. Um, Noah, do you want to give out any of your social handles so people can follow you? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Libra Arts Major. Libra arts major. That's called wordplay, mama. Oh, wow. Okay. And Simon, where can people find you? If you're trying to find me on the internet, you can find me on Instagram at TheRealistSimon. How about you, Aaron? Um, so I've deleted all of my social media minus mm. Venmo. Oh, um, wow. So you're, if you're going to ha- want to talk to me, it's going to have to be through the dollar signs um, yeah. at the Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe, just maybe, um, I'll rethink that decision and you can find me on other social media too at the same. Yeah. T-H-E-E-H-R-E-N. Weird, I know, but you'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. Um, all right. Well, should we call this the end of the episode? Yeah, I'm hungry. Let's get some food. All right. Bye.